0: Greetings and welcome to the Quest for Wisdom podcast, where we search for nuggets of wisdom from the lives of some truly amazing people. Today's guest is Remco Diakmat. Remco is a serial entrepreneur who founded Instagreen, the microgreen farming and consultancy company. He also founded a venture consultancy company to aid young entrepreneurs in their journey and help them avoid mistakes. At the age of 40, Remco turned his life around when he started training in jiu-jitsu and he has now achieved his purple belt. I have rolled against Remco and he is a force of nature. Today we discuss microgreens, vertical farming, discipline, martial arts, and much more. Remco is an experienced and disciplined human that radiates optimism and perseverance. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, welcome, Remco Dirmat. Thank you um, very much, Connor. (laughs) To the 13th episode of the Quest for Wisdom podcast. How does that make you feel?
1: Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm actually superstitious, so being number 13... (laughs) I just thought, I
0: actually, that thought did cross my mind, and I was like, oh God, Uh, this goes okay. Why didn't
1: you invite me for
0: number 14, (laughs) which is my lucky number? (laughs) Oh, you should have told me, I would have. Um, Luckily, it's not a Friday, but um, you are a human for you, sure <laughs> you are also a purple belt in jujitsu which you recently got yes congratulations thank you very much um it's an honor <laughs> you are also a micro green farmer yes which some people will probably be confused as to what that is but we'll go into that um you are also an entrepreneur i am having started various different companies over six uh, startups over yes. six startups and you are now a Person that doesn't fit in a box because there's no name for this yet mm-hmm. that we know of. Um, but you are a person that is helping others to f- launch their companies from exactly. an idea. Yes. Some form of consultant, a venture consultant. I like the the sound of that, which you mm-hmm. just said. But we don't know the exact terminology for it yet. But. Out of all of these things that I just mentioned, and I know you just mentioned you don't like being put in a box, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Other than human, which of
1: these would you put at the top of your list? Um, I'm, what I put on top of the list is a designer or entrepreneur. Okay. And um, for my private life, I would be a, a, a BJJ purple belt. This is uh, what consumes most of my thoughts in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and most of my time actually. I, I, I tend to uh, train about two to three hours a day, so that's a lot of my time.
0: And it is very convenient as well that your microgreen business is directly next to the uh, it's gym. it's like, like literally next door, like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> where we actually met. Um, so I want to start first of all with the microgreens part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, very interested to go into the rest of it. We're going to start with the microgreens what are
1: microgreens Uh, microgreens are basically the first start of any plant that is edible so um, every plant comes from a seed Uh, once a seed gets water it will start to grow so it, it 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 um The first one or two weeks of a uh, of that growing process, this is when something is called a microgreen, Mm -hmm. and then after two to three weeks, maybe a month, depends a little bit on the species, it will start to become like the real mature plant, Mm -hmm. Um, in which case it will be less edible, or it will become chewy, or it start to bear fruit, or starts to grow. So the first one or two weeks of a plant is, is a microgreen, and there's a variety of species that are best suited for consumption in that in that first phase. So um, uh, you can have uh, rucola microgreens, you can have uh, pea shoot microgreens, there's a, there's a large variety. Uh, a daikon, which is a uh, radish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, or you can even uh, have basil plants growing, so you can have basil mi- uh, microgreens. Okay. Um, the nice thing about microgreens is that since they just start, they pack a lot of nutrients. So and they tend to have more taste and more nutrients than uh, the adult plant itself. Okay. And how much more nutrients are we talking? Well, they, they, <laughs> there's been a lot of studies on on it. Um, it depends a little bit per species. Some sometimes it's like six times, but there are species that have forty times more nutrients mm-hmm. than the, than the adult plant. Um, Taste-wise, they, t- they taste much more intense. I-, I don't have a level of intensity, but <laughs> I'd say at least double or triple the, 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 the regular taste. So a uh, 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 basil or lemon basil microgreen tastes so much better than, the, uh, than just a leaf. Uh, oh. But, yeah, in general, it packs
0: more. Okay. And so if I'm understanding correctly, microgreens grow quicker... Mm-hmm. And well, you can harvest them quicker mm-hmm. and they have a higher nutritional value
1: Well, it's what is quicker um, The microgreen is just the start of a plant So uh, any plant will start growing and they will grow at the same speed more or less as a, as a regular plant You can even have a seed of a microgreen plant it in your garden and then have a regular plant coming out of it obviously they have been Selecting the right species and and crossbreeding a little bit so that that, that uh, seed is better suited for microgreen growing, but in general you can get a uh, adult plant out of it as well. So that is sometimes uh, sometimes we have plants uh, that we that, that we weren't able to, to sell or uh, that we forgot about and then we just put them in the in the garden or in a on the balcony and then they will keep on growing. Okay. Right?
0: But, but but you're doing that, the whole point is to, like, you can harvest them quickly so mm-hmm. they're an efficient way to get a high amount of nutrition. Exactly, exactly.
1: It. So if you, if you want to add a little bit of extra nutrients to your to your dish, uh, then microgreens are a perfect way to do that. Um, they're... It's always dangerous to talk about uh, diet stuff mm-hmm. or this is more healthy than that, but in general, uh, everything that is green is is is, <laughs> is healthier than a pizza or a, yeah, or, or yeah. a burger so um, uh, but you can use it to to add some extra um. Extra nutrients to, you, uh, to, your, to your diet. Um, there are also dietitians that use certain types of microgreens to add a certain type of vitamin or uh, um, a lacking nutrient to the diet of, of somebody. But then you need to consult with a, like a, a dietitian that, that has knowledge about that. Mm. Um, we have a list of all the all the all the nutrients that are readily available in each specific uh, microgreen, um, but yeah, it, you need a dietitian to to actually say like, okay, you need to eat more sunflower microgreens, or you need to eat more um, red cabbage microgreens because that's good for X, Y, Z. Mm. But in general, it's 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 super tasty. They they, they have a lot of taste. So we used to uh, um add them to almost any dish like even 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 if you make a pizza and then you just throw some microgreens on it. <laughs> then, you better, then you can then you can feel less guilty <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you don't you you can eat it with a clear conscience then well i'm a big fan of um high
0: efficiency nutrition uh-huh. um because i don't particularly like eating green things uh-huh. i'm not going to lie um, but I want the nutrition. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so like for now I've gotten into <clears throat> excuse me. Um I've gotten into just eating raw broccoli and raw cauliflower because I feel like they're like the to me, they're like the best ones. Mm-hmm. And People always laugh at me because I just eat like a whole head of broccoli. Oh uh, yeah, that's... and <laughs> <laughs> But then I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, why am I going to bother cooking something uh-huh. that I don't even enjoy anyway? Yeah, I may as well just eat it eat raw. raw. And it like to me, it actually tastes nicer raw. Uh-huh. But um, it's all about the efficiency of getting that stuff inside me. Yeah. Um, and also like I heard that when you when you cook a lot of vegetables, you actually lose loads of the nutrition from them.
1: Yeah, if you overcook them, yes. But if you if you cook cook them slightly, like uh, blanch them, like quickly dip them in the hot water, and that will actually soften up some of the of the um, fibers. Mm-hmm. So that makes it easier to absorb. Maybe maybe that's a good investigation for, for like <laughs> <have also> <laughs> if that. you're into efficiency it might be more efficient to quickly blanch them because your body can absorb them better i've also heard that that is yeah. that is
0: the next step of of my efficiency for now i'm just like building it into my uh, diet just like eating <laughs> lumps of broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> I,
1: I think that actually the human uh, uh, humans have uh, become more efficient or a more efficient animal because we we are cooking our our um our food, mm. so that makes it easier to absorb in your intestines, right? So <laughs> eating raw might might not be the most efficient thing.
0: No, one thing I've uh, well, started I'm doing, efficient. which is which is a, a little bit similar to the microgreens, is because um, I'm I don't eat meat, so mm-hmm. then <clears throat> I eat a shit ton of legumes and beans and mm-hmm. things like that. And because when you're trying to eat, like, 600 grams of chickpeas per day, <laughs> like, it, it gets pretty intense on the stomach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then I heard about sprouting, uh-huh. which has revolutionized my whole life. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, you soak the dry chickpeas, or I do it with chickpeas yeah. and mung beans, soak yeah. them overnight, and then leave them to germinate, yeah. <clears throat> to sprout. And then it converts the, like, the reason why they the legumes cause us bloating and discomfort mm. is because they've got phytic acid in them. Yeah. And then... As they sprout and grow little, like, tails ready to be planted, um, that process converts the phytic acid into more nutrition. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like eating a little tiny embryo, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It's like a <laughs> yeah, when, it's like
1: you, when you said like that. When you say like that, <laughs> a little plant fetus <laughs> or something. And I'm like, that's what
0: I like thinking of it now. Yeah. As, um, and... It's got rid of all my bloating. Yeah. It's got rid
1: of that. And Uh, I can just eat loads of these things. uh, And still get your proteins in.
0: Still get loads of protein in it. Uh And I'm like, why did I not find this out earlier? Why Uh is not
1: everyone doing it? Uh, I I haven't thought about it like that. Because I don't like legumes. uh, Because it gives me so much gas. So Removes all the gas, totally. Uh Um, Ah, And
0: yeah, in the same way, it actually increases the availability, increases the amount of nutrition and it increases the... Um, amount of nutrition your body can mm. absorb because it's breaking down. Again, I suppose probably the fibers or something in it that make them difficult. So I'm loving life ah, because of that. Nice. Um, and I do the same thing with, with nuts as well. Like ah. almonds, when you soak them, yeah. it does the same thing, breaks down. I think, it, again, it's phytic acid um, and then makes it
1: able to be absorbed more. Ah,
0: that's um, smart. That's very exciting. Yeah.
1: Um, it's actually uh, the, anyway. the difference between sprouts and microgreens are, uh, 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 that is something that... Um, um, you haven't mentioned yet, but at Instagram, we give trainings to other uh, entrepreneurs that want to start mm-hmm. their urban farm within the, the city. And we, we have devised a training, a three-day training. And one of the things that uh, is in the first day of the training is that there is a large difference between sprouts and microgreens, mm-hmm. because sprouts are actually, in uh, like you said, in a, in a, in a, in a jar you, you, m- with water, and there they sprout in a wet environment. Uh, which tend to be more prone to, um, uh, to bad side effects. So uh, um, you can get like Salmonella or, or A. coli. I'm, I'm not mm. sure which of the two, one of the two. Probably both. Uh, but, probably both. <laughs> so um, if you don't control it, if you don't wash your water regularly, then, then uh, there's some negative side effects, whereas microgreens are grown, like they call, um, they're dry. Uh, growing, so it's only the root that is in water or in a in a mm. substrate with uh, which contains moisture, but the rest of the plant is dry, so it won't it it, it won't get those bacteria on it. Um, so that's a difference between sprouts and microgreens. Mostly. Okay, and um,
0: <clears throat> we need to just backtrack a little bit. So your company InstaGreen. Mm-hmm. You took me in to see the, because people probably are uh, confused now still about what microgreens are. Mm-hmm. Um, you took me in to see your, what do you say, laboratory? A vertical, far- a vertical yeah. farm. A vertical yeah. farm. Ind- indoor vertical farm. Indoor vertical right. farm, which was really cool because I, I'd i heard about vertical farms and I'd seen mm-hmm. them on the internet and stuff, but I'd never actually seen one. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, obviously, the, the the microgreens, they're in like a little kind of like... Almost like a takeaway box, isn't it? Like yeah. that sort of size, mm-hmm. and then it's basically like just looks like grass, really, growing on the top yeah. of it, yeah. more or less. There's different colors, wasn't it? Slightly, yeah, yeah. Colors. It depends
1: on the microgreen. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's different colors of microgreens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do is we um, we grow everything not in soil but in cellulose uh, because that's more hygienic. So what you have, you uh, something that's called a cup. It's a it's a holder for microgreens. It's the way that we that we sell them uh it's a uh, 11 by i think eight and a half centimeters white uh pla cup which is mm-hmm. biodegradable and there we add a layer of cellulose and that we moisten it becomes a sponge for water uh-huh. and there we put the microgreens on and they start growing from there, uh, there there's uh, millions of ways to grow microgreens because. In the end, it is a seed, it is a plant, it wants to grow. You can you can even put microgreen seeds on concrete if you want. If, if you add water, mm. uh, it will start growing because it's it's life, it wants to grow. Uh, but we do it in this way. Uh, there's other people that use soil or cocoa mm. peat or other materials that they, they, they grow their microgreens on.
0: And can you explain what a vertical farm is and the, the way that your one works? Because I
1: thought it was mega cool well uh, vertical farming actually um, uh, what it does it, it solves a couple of uh, problems that regular agriculture has uh, for normal agriculture you need large plots of of land fertile mm, fertile land, uh, fertile land um, you need to water those uh, you need to water it a lot because uh, a lot of the water that you put on your land will actually evaporate or go down uh, uh, in the soil right so uh, it uses a regular or conventional agriculture uses a lot of, of water and it uses a lot of space so um, the in order to to, to to create agricultural land you need to chop forests or whatever and then and then make that flat and uh, work on that so what vertical Indoor vertical farming does is actually says, okay, yeah, but what do you need to grow something? Um, you need a substrate where you can add your plant on. Mm. And since it cannot float in the air, you need to put it on something. And then it needs to receive water and sunlight or light, right? So what if instead of having one large agricultural uh, field where you grow everything, you, you just chop the field up and and add those as layers on top of each other? Then you get vertical farming and mm. you can all of a sudden produce in a much uh, smaller area the same amount of crops. Now, the second uh, handy thing is that you can actually do it in a building. Yeah. <laughs> So you can protect the environment uh, where you're growing, and that reduces the necessity almost to zero of uh, uh, um, uh, how do you say a, a pest,
0: pesticides, removal,
1: yeah, or pesticides or all the or fungicides because mm-hmm. you you can grow in a controlled environment, um, so that uh, so you don't need to spray your crops. Um, and also, you can recycle the water that is not absorbed via the roots. You can just capture that and and reuse it within the system. So there's a lot of uh, benefits mm. to uh, um, vertical farming, actually. And if you do it indoors, you can do it all in a controlled environment. It makes it slightly less natural, yeah. or uh, it make makes it feel less natural because agriculture is not natural. It's in the world, agriculture. Culture is everything that is created by man. So uh, even putting mice or, or, or uh, wheat on a, on, a, on a land is not natural. It's a, natural would be to walk into a forest and, and uh, eat berries and, and mm. eat whatever the forest or uh, the land gives you. So um, uh, this is just the second or the next level in, in agriculture.
0: And one of the things that I thought was especially cool was, like, the the recycling of the water, I think, mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so for, so for people that are, like, m- you know, maybe struggling to to imagine what this is like, it's like a big, if you imagine just kind of like a big metal um, cage, almost, mm-hmm. isn't it? With mm-hmm. then just layers, like these big trays on them. And yep. every, like, 30 centimeters, 30 centimeters or something, yeah. there's another level with more trays on it. So you've yeah. got, like... 10 centimeters of substrate or something and then 20, se- 20 centimeters for it to grow so then you know going up two meters you've got six or six or eight, eight layers eight yeah. layers so yeah. you've got so many different plants mm-hmm. that are growing you get yeah exactly six times as as many as you would if it was just on the floor exactly um but then the water is going through and then just being recycled in a big loop around yeah and then was it you? Or was it somewhere else? I saw it that has the dehumidifier mm-hmm. that sucks the humidity out of the air, yes, and then puts it back into the exactly. loop, yeah, and then recycles it round. Exactly. So then, and that can be done on a bigger scale as well yeah. um, to suck it out of the air outside if needs be, um, which I just thought was so cool. Yeah. And I've seen some really awesome vertical farms um, growing all different types of plants mm-hmm. outdoors even, yes. um, and yeah, there was this guy and he he'd, he'd created. Like, um, oh yeah, that was it. He created like a, this kind of
1: spiral mm-hmm. vertical farm, which mm-hmm. which he'd said on the top, to, he would be able to harvest. Or, yeah, 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 and like there was just loads of cool things, and yeah, um, there's there's a lot of different techniques for for uh, indoor farming. Um, so you can you can water your plants in different ways, and these are uh, um, all have technical names like hydroponics, aeroponics, aquaponics. Uh, there's even stuff where you can grow plants, and uh, from the residue that comes from the plants, so uh, all the roots they become a little bit uh, oh, pulpy, yeah. uh, you can feed that to fish. And the fish, uh, the yeah. fish will oh. actually eat the 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 remainers of those plants. Uh, then they then they shit out the stuff. They, they shit out they the stuff, it. and you you use that shit yeah, to, yeah. to as fertilizer for your plants to grow. So, yeah. that's, that's uh, so cool. there's a there's a beautiful company outside the, uh, Barcelona also that does that. Uh, they're called Green and Blue. They have a very nice aquaponics uh, mm. farm, and and you see them in all shapes and sizes. So um, it's it's. Uh, we think it's something of the future. It will never replace agriculture as a whole because um, you need a lot of space to, to grow crops to feed the entire world population. Uh, but we think it's actually taking some of the pressure off the, of the regular agriculture lands. Also, because you can, since it's indoor, and this is the last benefit, you can grow all year round.
0: So unfortunately now, part of our conversation was lost due to us jinxing it for it being the 13th episode. But tune in for the second half of the episode where we will continue this fascinating conversation. When? I just, I think I just just hit the space bar and exited that. Um, No, literally just then. Like I literally just hit it then. Okay. Um, But yeah, so like they say to me that Drinking and stopping taking drugs like that must be really hard and going out and not drinking must be really hard and it's like it's, it, it's Taking the decision to stop is hard. Mm-hmm stopping it is just requiring not doing it. Yeah It's not necessarily that it's hard to not do it but it's all the other stuff that comes around it like going and socializing with people and then you realize that You're awkward and socializing is difficult when you're not used to socializing without mm-hmm. drinking. It's like, that's the hard part. Yeah. It's like, the not drinking is like... Eh. You know, sometimes you want to, but it's like, that's fine. That's just a case of not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like all the other things and like the unwinding of all like your your mental issues and everything like that come into light. Like, that's the hard part. The not doing it is kind of the easy part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it's it's kind of a strange question, but I don't know. Now I just... I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a masochist. I like, now. I just like to make things difficult. But yeah. it's like, you know what you're saying about walking up the stairs. I just started, like on Sundays um, with my housemate, we we do like our own little CrossFit thing because um, at, at my gym they've got a CrossFit section so you can go out there. And one of the exercises we do, we just do like a circuit of like six exercises, four reps, but like nonstop. So it takes Mm. like 45, 50 minutes. Mm. That's why when I arrived, I had gone home and showered, but that's why when I arrived, I was still pouring with sweat. (laughs) Because it was really hard this morning. It was really hot. But one of the exercises that we do, and it's like, I think it's one of my favorite exercises, is you like with a big sack of sand. It's like it's only 45 kilos. And then walking up this like quite steep, this like platform, Mm -hmm. um, this ramp, it's probably like. 10 meters up and then 10 meters up but you're going quite high so it's kind of like walking upstairs but with the bag on the first times we did it it's pretty hard this is the third time we've done it it's way easier now and that's only after three times and like when i kind of when i think about challenges i i with anything in life i think of them like the gym mm-hmm. everything's hard when you start yeah. you suck like when you first start going to the gym or doing any sport generally you suck and then it gets way easier
1: really once you once quickly. you start doing stuff. Once you do, start yeah. doing it. This is something that I learned as well. Like, um, uh, like uh, when the first time I rolled with my with my professor Michael, uh, you know him as well. He's uh, he, he has a good amount of uh, body mass. He's massive. <laughs> he's massive. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time uh, he's on top of you and uh, he starts crushing you, uh, crushing you. You want to die. This is literally the first thought. I'm going to die. And then you you want to tap out, and and you're tapping in, uh, and he says, no, no, no. You learned the technique to get out. Just get out. And you're like, no, no, no. Your brain cannot handle uh, such stress, right? And then... Maybe after 30 seconds, he will let go and release a little bit of pressure. But the second time he does it, you're thinking, okay, hey, I survived the first time. I can maybe, maybe I can use some technique to get out. And then after a while, after you've been rolling for a couple of times and you've been crushed a couple of times, you think, okay, I mean, it hurts. It's not fun. Uh, You do want to get out as soon as possible, but at least you can survive. So Mm -hmm. if you can take that pressure, uh, I, I remember that, I had that realization when at work um, at uh, uh, at a freelance project that I was doing uh, it was a bit of a hard time and and the client was uh, uh, giving a hard time and I was getting stressed about it and I thought why am I actually stressed about this while I can stay or remain cool underneath a person that is crushing me literally Mm -hmm. uh, uh, trying to kill me well not trying to kill me but it, it feels like that why can I stay cool under that circumstances, but in work, not? Mm. So that is when I actually changed my chip. Like, okay, if I can remain cool under pressure in uh, Jiu-Jitsu and somebody trying to crush me, I can do so in, in work life as well. So it, it, it gave me a, a good... Uh, like I say, like like a life philosophy or yeah. a lesson. Like, hey, you don't need to stress. You can you can survive. You can uh, you can get out of the situation. Just use the proper technique. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, use the proper uh, technique. Uh, just use the proper technique, and that that doesn't count only for martial arts, but also for everything, all the other things. If you're in a situation that you don't like, use the pro- proper technique and get out. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love that. I
0: love this. It's so nicely put, and it was um. I had a similar thing like when I when I started performing, doing the comedy and poetry and stuff mm. like that. and Obviously, absolutely dying inside when I wasn't on the stage on the first time and for the first 10 times. Mm-hmm. And now I still am really nervous when I get up, uh-huh. but it's like way less than the first time and the first 10 times. But like, it was the same thing as that. I thought to myself, if I can do this, Everything else is easy because like public speaking for a lot of people it's is like, is really frightening. Like one of the most frightening things to do. And it's like then I was like, if I can just get comfortable doing this, mm-hmm. then socializing will be easy. You know, like business meetings will be easy. Um, like just general life will be easy. Yeah. But I, I it also got me on to realizing that, you know, you see some people that you see are like really charismatic and they're really good at socializing mm-hmm. or they're really good at being on stage or they're really good at sport. And you just think that these people are just like born instantly like that. and mm-hmm. there are some people mm-hmm. who are just naturally amazing at certain things. but most people But the just majority practiced. isn't the most, the most m- people have just practiced yeah. Yeah. or like they've read a book about they've read a book about it or they've watched people online or they've you know actually paid attention watching how other people do it mm-hmm. or they've just practiced yeah. and it's like okay like I wrote like a small little piece about this yesterday that it's like talent we're all, we're all hoping that we've got innate talent in mm-hmm. something. When mm-hmm. in reality, it's just hard work and discipline yeah. that gets you most of the way. Yeah. And if anything, sometimes a talent can be a hindrance because then you can you kind of think, "Well, I'm talented at this; mm-hmm. don't need to put as much." And then you in. make
1: it everything comes easy, and then yeah. you you don't put the work in.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's just hard work and discipline. That's yeah. basically yeah. Yeah,
1: it seems to be uh, like a, a podcast theme nowadays. Like, discipline, yeah, discipline, discipline, discipline. But it really is that way. I mean how do you grow well by keep on doing something and that's not always going to be like fun or it's not going to be <laughs> it's not going to be like super duper every day but you just keep on going and then you learn how to solve whatever you're doing
0: yeah cuz i was i i did a performance back home and some people came to watch me um back in england mm-hmm. and then one of the people that was watching they said to me um i was talking about like you know I have to write every day. And I made this thing to myself to write, you know, 10 minutes every day before bed or whatever, and 10 mm. minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing it every single day. And I was, um, and I still do now. Um, and then they said, why are you making yourself do that? It's mm-hmm. like, why are you doing it if you don't want to do it? And I'm like, well, like, it's not... If if it was just up to doing what I wanted to do all day, I would eat junk food and watch movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Be on the beach all day. And just do nothing. Yeah.
0: I was like, if that if that was like what just what comes easy and, like, natural to just do that. Obviously, you have to, if you want to be a writer and you want to be a performer and you want to be a businessman, you have to do that stuff, even if you don't want to, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you really get motivation and you really love it. Sometimes you don't. But it's like, who cares? No. Like, just do it. Like, And then a year down the line, once you've done that, you know, you'll have 10 pieces of writing or something or you'll have a purple belt or whatever it is. It's like you just do those little yeah. things. And I wish... I think like the advice I would give myself if I was younger is, and stop trying to do really massive, <coughs> big things. You know, mm-hmm. like, stop trying to make yourself write for five hours. It's like just write ten minutes a day. Exactly.
1: Just M- make a couple day, of sentences every day, yeah.
0: and it's like. Or like, now I I, I got a I got a banjo guitar, so mm-hmm. it's like a mixture between a banjo and a guitar. And when I was younger, I I played the guitar, but I hated practicing, mm-hmm. so I never got particular. Like, I was just like average, I suppose. And then now I've had the banjo for like two months, and I've probably progressed more in these like two months than I did in about 10 years when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. How did like, you do it? Just 15 minutes every okay. so often. Yeah. Just like every day. Well, most days, yeah, like 15 minutes. 15 minutes of concentrated, just like learning a few techniques as well, which is something I never bothered doing before, mm-hmm. learning a little bit of theory, and then just practicing mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes, and that's all it takes. And then if I do 15 minutes a day for a year, I'll probably be able to play like... Five or ten songs pretty well, yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. yeah, and I, like 15 minutes look, a day. If
1: you look back on yourself, like one year ago, it, it, you, you've learned so much. Uh, well, if you look at yourself now, you think like, okay, I'm just fiddling around. I'm, I'm I know how to play a little bit, but probably you you've progressed a lot mm. just by doing it every day a little bit, right? Exactly. So, uh, I I think that a a lot of people don't look back in uh, in that way on whatever they have achieved. They Mm. think they're they're not achieving anything, or they're they suck at something. Or uh, but if you look back, like, like, hey, how was I like one year ago or two years ago? uh, Then you probably progressed. Yeah. If you if you keep on doing the good thing.
0: Mm. And so, tell me about the new. Uh, the new business, the Venture Consultancy?
1: Yeah, so what I found out in, uh, uh, um, also in the, in the doing the training at Instagram, um, I found out that what I'd like to do or what I, I, I really have, yeah, feeling with is starting new things. So when, when somebody has an idea, uh, for some reason, um, I'm pretty fast in grabbing their idea and thinking, uh, thinking through the consequences if they want to create a venture or, or a business or, or start something up mm-hmm. uh, with that. And what are the first steps that you need to take? So, okay, what what is the what are the consequences of that thought or that vision or whatever you want to achieve? OK, w- w- like we're saying now, Okay, uh, if you want to be a, a, a music player or, or a, a guitarist, um, you're probably not going to spend all day, every day on the guitar because you, th- that won't be feasible, right? But how can you get there? Well, you may have to make like a three to four year plan and start doing mm. Um if you want to create a new product or a service, uh, w- what do you need? Well, you first need to test if, if people actually value what you what you envision and want to pay for it. So why don't you make a what they call a minimal viable product, something mm-hmm. that just barely works? It's probably not exactly what you envision, but at least it gives you a, a, a gets you into testing mode and see if people like it, yes or no. Um, So this is what I'm, uh, I found out that I I really liked that first process, uh, helping people out, and I started uh, helping some friends, that had some business ideas, um, and now it's on a more professional level, Mm -hmm. uh, that I just help people to start or make a new brand. Um, It's also something that I notice is that I'm not an expert in one thing, I like to to do a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, and not just one thing, so I'd be able to I'm able to help with a lot of things so from grand vision to strategy, but also making doing grunt work like building a website or or, or writing an email uh, uh, template for your online marketing or mm. whatever so as long as it 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 gets your idea from that, I wish I would have done something or I wish that uh into the hey. People are actually doing what I I want to help them with.
0: Yeah. Nice. So So how
1: many clients have you had so far? um, I just started to do this a couple of months ago. So I'm now like four clients. Mm. Um, And uh, actually after this podcast, I'm going to another one. Uh, Somebody who has an idea of, of, of a new business. And it just starts with a talk like, okay, what, 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 Uh, What do you envision? How do you think you can help others? Um, If your main goal is to, "Ah, I want to make money, then obviously that's not going (laughs) to work. Everybody wants to make money. Uh, So if it would have been easy, then uh, everybody would do it. Uh, I think you should first start with how can I give value to people and how how can I create something or do something that other people actually want to pay me for or pay mm-hmm. me back in any way or form? Um, and then that will come. So uh, this is the first first talk: like, oh, okay, how, how do you want to help others? And how do you think that will be of value to them? Because this is this is what a business is: uh, creating value for others, mm. and then you will get something in return, which is either either uh, money or. People will help you on your cause or, um, or whatever. Or, or they give you goodwill. They say, hey, maybe you should talk to this person and this person can help you in your uh, purpose. Nice. Well, it's a, a very exciting
0: project to be doing. It definitely is. I I would love in the future, I have a dream to be an angel investor. Uh-huh. But like a, like a more of a hands-on angel investor. Mm-hmm. So angel invest and also consult Uh, to actually work with people um because i think it'd be so fun yeah and like like you mentioned that before that you are quite a broad person that doesn't like going too much in depth in one Mm. thing i feel like i'm the same as that like it's it's exciting just to be like okay you need to do some sales you need to do some marketing you need to do some Mm -hmm. logistics you need to do this you need to do that and hopefully 10 years down the line when i've got a lot of business experience, then I'll be able to do that. A little business experience and some money to actually invest in people. <laughs> then, then I well, can do uh, that. Uh, and <laughs>
1: here the same counts. Like uh, th- maybe you should invest in somebody that you know that just needs 50 euros for. Uh, for something to uh, uh, maybe they need to invest in uh, buying something on wallapop because they like creating furniture and they mm-hmm. saw something on wallapop for 50 euros and if they they do their magic on it it will be worth 200 euros but they lack the 50 euros this is already this is already this is the basis of investing mm-hmm. uh, right so uh, start small you don't need already millions to invest and there's other ways to invest in people as well. I, and this is something that I do also. is like I help other people to actually get started. Um, and sometimes I do that without getting value back or without getting paid yet because I know it's an investment from my side um, to get them running. And once they once they go, I know that they will um, actually come back to me and say, okay, hey, <laughs> now I have money. Can I please make use of your uh service or or knowledge or so that was going to be that,
0: that was going to be my next question do you charge a fee or do you ask for a
1: percentage uh, that differs that's uh, it's not fixed in stone normally it's a uh, it's a hourly rate um sometimes it, it's just for the pleasure of doing it mm. Cause it is fun. And yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun. But uh, also, you yourself, you need to, you need to uh, maintain a living. So, it's not that you can do fun th- stuff for free for everybody for always. Because mm-hmm. you need to pay your rent and and have food and probably want to go on holidays also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. So. Um,
0: and so, you mentioned before that you've done over six. Uh, you've started up over six companies. Um, yeah, um,
1: all of them failed except for two. And what are those? Uh, the Instagram is still, uh, going strong. Actually, we, I used all the knowledge that I had from those previous uh, uh, ventures. Uh, and I used it in Instagram. And I used to have like an a, um, uh, architectural visualization company that after... Uh, that went well and but that I stopped because I after 12 years of doing visualization presentation animation all these kind of things I I, I got too bored with it mm. um, and then I started like, three startup companies in mobile apps but uh, for different reasons they all went down uh, very quickly and um, so I, I got a lot of <laughs> practical experience in, in failing and uh, it actually give, gave me a lot of insight on how business works or but how, how growing a, uh, or building a business actually works. Mm. Um, and that's knowledge that we now also use in the training for Instagram. Um, like, okay, don't fall into this trap or don't fall into this trap. Or, um, What would you say were the main things you learned along the way? Uh, a lot of people... Especially engineers, they fall in love with the solution, not the problem. It's, <laughs> and that's a that's a it's I a cliche. <laughs> it's a it's a cliche. But um, you see that a lot of people invented something, but they don't know the purpose <laughs> or the value of it yet. Yeah. And then they start looking for, hey, how can this what I invented uh, be of purpose? And then I I, I think that is the the. It can be done, but it's very hard because you have to find a market. I think what I notice is it's it's easier to see a problem yeah. that you want to solve because that that actually gives you a purpose, mm-hmm. and then finding a solution to that. Because if you do it like that, then it gives you a lot of flexibility in the way that that you solve a problem. Uh, just a practical example, uh, for instance, at Instagram. Uh, one of our core values or, or, or our vision was to uh, supply fresh and nutritious local food to everybody uh, on, the, on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that started out as, okay, we need to build a business here in Barcelona. And then once it goes well, we go to Madrid and then we go to the other other cities in Europe and then, we, and then we expand. So in the next 10 years, we will expand to the entire world and, and have companies everywhere.
0: Then the moon. Then, <laughs> then the moon. Then, then Mars. Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the rest of the galaxy or the uh, multiverse. multiverse. <laughs> so um, obviously at a certain point COVID hit and, and, and we started to realize that maybe our, uh, we could do the same, not building companies everywhere around the world, but mm. training people on how they could start their company. So uh, uh, one of the core values of uh, uh, um, of Instagram is also impact above money. Doesn't say that money isn't important. Money is important, but we value impact a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you m- might as well have the same impact, um, like global impact, by training others with everything that you know and and, and getting them uh, have their have their companies kickstarted. Um, actually. Does the same? It's the same uh, problem that you're solving, but the solution is different. So th- that is an example of how you should fall in love with the problem and not the solution. Because if you if, if you have the problem clear that you want to solve, then it doesn't really matter which solution, as as long as it solves the problem. But it's it's very hard to think in in uh, in, in, in problems instead of solutions if, if you talk to people like okay what is your problem they immediately come up with a solution that they thought of like oh yeah yeah I think we should do it like this and this and this and this yeah but you I think you should first have the problem clear because then you can think out of the box and and look around for possible solutions um, so this is a, this is a thing that that I think um, it's really of value to have that insight to to get out of the hey I have this thing uh, and and I need to get it into the market because then you have a tough cookie to crack right? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's a very valid point. Like, because <clears throat> I suppose that a lot of a lot of people have problems, but they don't necessarily know what the problems are. Mm-hmm. So they. Like I suppose in, in Instagreen's case, it'd be people are not getting enough nutrition.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's different different problems that we want to solve. We want to uh, solve the global, uh, um, like uh, <laughs> basically the the planet is not doing very well, or mm-hmm. well people are not doing very well to the planet, and we want to change that. What are ways to do that uh, via nutrition, via the ways of, of growing? Um, so there there's multiple things that we want to solve with. Uh, with Instagreen, at once uh, you and you, you, we actually found a solution that is highly nutritional and healthy, uh, because we wanted to uh, produce fresh and healthy uh, local food. Mm-hmm. So uh, microgreens is is, is very uh, capable carrier of <laughs> of health. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, um, and, and producing healthy food was not the was not the only driver of, of Instagreen um it, uh, but uh, we found a solution which which actually carries all the all the problems that we want to solve uh in one mm. like having a vertical microgreen farm so that's yeah it's um it's a uh, i think we we got a good solution there
0: i agree i think it's very cool um and so like you mentioned as well that about the problem and it just reminded me of when you do sales training mm-hmm. and it's like, find their problem, find their problem, dig, dig, yeah, dig, yeah. dig, dig into the their pain? problem. What's, What's the, the pain? pain? What's your pain? What's, yeah, your pain? Yeah. What's your pain? What's your pain? Tell me more. Tell me yeah. more. Tell me yeah. more. And then right at the very end, you're like, oh, because you've told us all of these problems, yeah. we actually have the uh, perfect solution yeah, yeah, yeah. that fits all of your problems. It's don't like, you agree? Don't you agree? Like, <laughs> sell the solution right at the end. But yeah, it, I suppose it is about uncovering those problems always, like digging into the root what what are you trying to solve
1: yeah but th- th- because this is where the value is this is why i mean wh- what is wh- what is money m- m- money is somebody doing something and and you want to exchange that work knowledge or or th- that value and 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 somebody has to say like okay i've been spending 8 Eight hours uh, in the office today. I got so much money, and and uh, and I actually want to spend that on solving my problem, uh, or I want somebody to to solve this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not going to spend money on, on on things that don't solve problems or don't give you hope of being solved, of problems being solved. So uh, and uh, there's very little people spending money on. Nonsense. Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> <money. laughs> yeah. But they they hope it will make them happier, yeah. or uh, people buy stuff because they it, uh, they think it will give them happiness or or something, and uh, maybe that will be temporarily the case. But after a couple of minutes or hours or days, it will go away probably. Mm-hmm. But if you solve a problem, then then you solved it for good. Then then at least you got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you mentioned,
0: you explained it to me very nicely, um, your, your passion for jujitsu, like when you got into it and how that's impacted your life and your recent purple belt. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you be able to <laughs> regurgitate some of what you said to me before? Um, cause you, you started off by mentioning... That you just done your purple belt? Yes. Um, yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Proud owner. Proud yes. owner. And
1: that is how many hours on the mat now? Uh, I think it's over 400 hours on the mat. <laughs> That's 400 crazy. or 600. I, I I I have a I've taken account of the of the hours and it's yeah it's more than uh, more than four to 500 hours. I don't have the book here, so I I cannot check, but. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, which I think is just is is awesome like we're talking about hard work and discipline and yeah. that's like you know martial arts are revered as one of the the, the top things for in terms of discipline because mm-hmm. it's you go in there you're doing the same movement you're practicing it's strength it's mental prowess it's it's chess it's everything um so w- what brought you into that because you you mentioned you
1: only started when you were 40 which yeah, seems yeah. late b- to a lot of b- people b- b- uh, it's really late uh, most people start when they're young. Uh, most of my training partners are young, uh, like 20, 20, 30 old, uh, year olds. Um, I actually never thought that um, sports was a big thing until I hit 40. And mm-hmm. then I, I noticed, like, hey, shit, I, I'm only 180, uh, or one meter 80, and, but I weigh 95 kilos. Uh, that's pretty much overweight, almost obese. I don't have a lot of energy, I feel fatigued a lot. Uh, and I also felt very insecure on when I was going out on the street because it was a, I, I, I wasn't mentally strong at that time and I thought, okay, I, I need to change that. Uh, as you mentioned, Instagram is next door to the Academy in mm-hmm. Barcelona. So I thought, okay, let me just give it a first try. I, I just wanted to learn how to get a little bit more confident on the street. Uh, and when I started, uh, I started loving it. It, it just, it, it made me feel so good every time I trained. And there, Obviously, there, were, there are a lot of hard times that you think, ah, I'm not progressing or whatever. But if you l- look back, like the same with your banjo guitar or mm-hmm. or, 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 or ganjo, what was the name <laughs> banjo guitar <laughs> like if, if 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 you spend a little bit of time on something uh, uh um, continuously when i got my first or when i got my blue belt which was after 2 years uh because i'm a slow learner also when you're 40 uh, you, uh, you you tend to not take information so rapidly, so I was much slower than my, my 20-year-old partners, but um, after two years, I got my blue belt, and it actually, I thought I didn't, didn't do very well at, at that time. I, I, I thought I didn't learn anything, and then my coach said, yeah, but l- look at the new people coming in. Can you handle them? I said, oh, yeah, of course, I can handle them mm-hmm. easily. And then all of a sudden, I, I thought, ah, yeah, but you, 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 shouldn't, you shouldn't compare yourself to the rest because everybody's going faster, especially the, the young, uh, sportive guys, uh, the athletic guys. They go super fast, and, and they beat you in no time. But if I look back on myself, like, compared to two years ago, I was nobody. I, 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 I lost almost 15 kilos of weight mm-hmm. by that time. I felt more confident I I, 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 I I was able to cope with bigger people going to the mat for the first time uh, I was able to handle them and I thought okay so this is it this is this is what you should be doing and this is why you go in every day not not to be able to beat others but to be able to become a better version of yourself. And it, that sounds a little bit corny or cliche, but you, uh, it's it's not a cliche for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get into the rhythm, and uh, you, you just have to trust the process. You, uh, you, you trust the process of learning slowly by doing, making mistakes, getting choked. I got uh, a lot of injuries. Uh, I'm constantly in pain, which, uh, which if you say it like this, it, uh it, it sounds really weird, uh, especially to people who don't do martial arts. It sounds weird, yeah, my shoulder hurts, my other shoulder hurts, my shoulder blade, and uh, my, my ribs hurt a little bit, you know, and uh, but you get used to it. it. you actually start enjoying it because you know like, okay, if this happens, then then something is happening, mm-hmm. and I, you're you're getting stronger. Uh, at the gym, there's this nice photo of a, a very big guy, super strong muscle. I mean, his arm muscles are as big as my my legs, you know. And it says, um, "Strength is the product of struggle," mm. uh, and th- and that's really the case. If you you you, you n- I notice now how I became much stronger mentally, physically, uh, and uh, as a character, as a person, um, through. Yeah, it's not only jujitsu. I also do maitai uh, mm-hmm. now and again, and and uh, some other sports, but mainly jujitsu. <coughs> so that yeah, it it really got me got, got me out of my uh, actually a negative spiral that I was entering when I was about 40. Like, like they say, it's a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, well that's a
0: very positive midlife
1: crisis yeah yeah like most was, people actually. come away with it f- with a Mercedes or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got, or you've a got motorcycle a yeah. getting remarried yeah, uh, yeah. whatever it's uh, um, and then they find after a couple of years that it's still not solving anything mm. so I thought uh, I think but yeah it was a small habit of just going to the gym now I just whatever happens I, I know uh, at work when something is not going very well I know that Nobody's going to die if I'm, I'm, I'm stopping at 6 o'clock and go to the gym. I actually am able to produce better results if I went to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're able to get your mind off certain topics because you need to be 100% focused on not getting punched or kicked in the face. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 it's like I, the mike tyson quote everyone's got a plan until they get punched yeah punch <laughs> in the face <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah the best strategy is try to survive <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and keep on rolling so i, I just keep going and, and um, gradually i started learning that and and i started to apply it to everything like um so I, um, yeah, for me, it, for me it's a, a li- it was a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it started with a decision to go to the gym, and I, I, I believe me, uh, Connor, I I, I I wanted to go to the gym like a lot of times because they are next door. I thought, ah, let me. Oh no, I'll do that next month, or, or I'll do that tomorrow, or ah, today it's raining, I'm not going, <laughs> you know, or I, I'm too busy to actually do sports, and so th- the the best decision was actually to get in there. That was the only decision that actually mattered. Yeah. Get in the gym and start talking and then say, okay, I'll give it a try. That's a, uh, um, that for me was a, a, a life changing moment Actually. Awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you managed to change your life.
0: Congratulations on the purpose. Thank bell. you very much. Um, and, Oh, good luck on the road to the brown belt. Uh, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> that <should laughs> so be exciting. Exciting. that'll be very exciting. Uh, the, you
1: say, you know what they say like uh, uh, the, the, from a lot of people quit when they're either in, in well a lot, most people actually don't start doing jiu-jitsu anyway. So uh, if 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 you get your white belt, you're already a winner. But most people think uh, when they get their blue belt, like oh, okay, I, I I know some stuff, mm. and uh, then most people quit. They call it the blue belt blues. If I'm, if I'm <laughs> correct, uh, people people think they don't learn anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can now say that w- when you're a purple belt, you have definitely learned a lot, uh, even though it goes slower. It, it sort of seems to plateau a little bit um, because you're learning a lot of details instead of the big moves. Yeah. Right. So, it, 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 but w- once you, once you get into a habit, once you hit the mat for four or five hundred hours. Um, it, it has become a habit that you cannot easily destroy, or unless you want to. But if you're purple mm. belt, you probably don't want to stop, unless you have very, very grave injuries. Yeah. Uh, but my plan is to keep on doing it until I'm like physically unable when I'm 95 or something.
0: <laughs> <gasps> That's a good plan. Yes. I saw this guy when I was in Brazil. Um, I went to like a really old gym there. It's called like Edison Car- Carvalho gym Ah, in Salvador. Um and the guy, the coach there, the what do you call them, the instructor, the leader, whatever, Mm. the guy whose gym it was, he had one of the the white and red belts. Ah yeah. Um, And then I was like Googling that. And it said it was a minimum, I think, of 37 years training to get that belt. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. But this guy was like crippled basically. (laughs) He was like like kind of like hobbling along. He was probably like it must have been 70 or something like that.
1: But I was like 37 years of, yeah, of, of training. Yeah, and he would still be able to convert you into a pretzel. Yeah, ramen. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though he's
0: like basically walking with a stick, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. 37 years of martial arts training. Um But uh I think we will wrap it up here. But before we finish, mm-hmm. um it is customary for me to ask for... Your words of wisdom. Now, we've heard quite a few words of wisdom from you today. Mm-hmm. And I liked the, um, when you're in a bad situation, just think of the correct technique to get out of there, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I like. Yeah. Um, but any other words of wisdom?
1: Well, I, I actually, I, I'm, uh, at the start of this year, um, normally people start with... Um, uh, the goals of the year, like, mm-hmm. I want to do X, Y, Z. And I've been doing that for uh, a large part of my life. And, and now I thought, wait, actually, I never do what I am supposed to do or what I, th- I thought I would be doing in, in January. Let me just look at how do I want to live. And, and I, if, I, if if I would die at the end of this year, like when would I have m- 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 proud, uh, w- would I feel proud of myself if I would X, Y, Z? Mm-hmm. And then um, I think that one of the things, uh, most important things is to, uh, to live m- m- healthy, like m- m- mentally healthy and physically healthy. So I do everything to, m- to do that. Um, and also I want to be a, uh, to be of value to others mm-hmm. because that is actually what, 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 uh, for me happiness is, is helping others or, or, um, yeah, b- b- helping others, uh, other people to, 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 to overcome something or, or, uh, or, or, start something. Um, so I, I, I wrote down a couple of rules for myself just as a modus operandi, you know, not, not, um, like habits, yeah, but shaped into uh, 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 how they're called, like uh, one phrase sentences, mm-hmm. just to keep yourself as uh, reminding of stuff. And I have, actually have a, um, uh, I have a list of seven or eight lines that I keep repeating to myself. Mantra. That's what uh, it's Like called. a mantra. Like a, a one is a, a just keep swimming. Like, you know uh, the uh, the from uh, uh, what was the movie called from Pixar where you have this blue fish dory yeah uh, uh, finding Nemo uh, yeah finding Nemo and she had this say, uh, saying like just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep <laughs> swimming uh, and this is what I keep repeating to myself when somebody's crushing me on top, just keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> and then, nice. and then you, ju- you just you just go right and then I have uh, another one which i i I, I try a lot, is uh, leave every, everyone you meet better. Mm. So, uh, uh, I mean, not everybody in the street, but if you meet somebody for like five or 10 minutes, try to leave them better, either with a, a piece of knowledge or, or, or that you have listened to them and, and, and help them in some way. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes people just need to get something out of, uh, of their chest. And um, so that's, a, that's another rule that uh, I try to follow a lot. Um, just have somebody leave everybody you meet better. So this, uh, th- these for me are the two most important uh, ones. I also have uh, uh, one that says create, don't consume. So I, I think that strong people leave the world better and they don't take from the world.
0: Yeah, net they positive. Give.
1: So strong people add something to the world. Um, and the last one, and that is, uh, <laughs> uh these are actually two that I, I have the song of don't worry, be happy in mm-hmm. my, in my mind. I, I tend to sometimes be a little bit, um, uh, not depressed, but slightly down or, mm-hmm. or, or serious. So I, I repeat in my head, like, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. And, and you can do that by, and that, that's uh, the, the, the final one, um, is, to radically accept the uh, the situation and improve from there if you if you get into a bad situation and, and there's no need in saying yeah. why why did i get into it that that won't help you in any way uh, like the stoics they 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 say, okay, okay, accept the situation but improve from there mm-hmm. so this is what i'm trying to do as well accept the situation as it is as it is not a uh, 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 don't accept it in the sense of, okay, whatever, um, <laughs> but try to improve the situation from mm-hmm. there. but don't go th- overthinking it. Like, w- why am I here? And why me? And, uh, why oh, did that person do well, this I thing did, yeah, and yeah, why has exactly, it happened to exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that for me has helped a lot. Okay, something bad happens. I mean, everybody get has bad stuff. Even even the people that you think are mega successful or the happiest people on the planet, they actually have shitty stuff happening mm-hmm. in their lives. Uh, everybody has family members or friends that die or or accidents that happen or things are going your way. Just accept it and try to improve it from there. Accept and improve. Accept and improve.
0: And find the correct technique for getting out <laughs> shit situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um okay well this has been an amazing chat we covered a lot of different points and i've been really happy to talk to you there's also another tradition i have on the podcast Mm -hmm. which is i give you a little present
1: oh wow um it's a quest for wisdom t-shirt oh wow wow. cool that's so nice thank you well it looks so great the quest for wisdom so I am, I, am I now an uh, official member of the club? You're now an official, yeah. All exactly. oh, right.
0: You're uh, now an official member of the coolest club on the internet. Oh, oh Thank you. Uh. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm <laughs> so happy. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. I definitely um, did. And looking forward to speaking to you again about stuff and keeping up to date with what's going on. And I, I like wish you in luck contact. in, not luck, I wish you good fortune in all your projects. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, thanks for everyone you. for listening. Farewell, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Quest for Wisdom podcast with your host, Conor Monaghan. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support the show, then please like it, subscribe and leave a review on whichever platform you are using. This small act is a massive help and is hugely appreciated. You can find more information about all of our guests on thequestforwisdom.com and follow us at The for Wisdom on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter for exciting updates. We also have a Patreon account for anyone who would like to contribute towards the running of the show. Finally, I would like to thank the Comedy Clubhouse in Barcelona for allowing us to record here and for their ongoing support. If you are ever in Barcelona, make sure to check it out for daily shows of comedy and performance art in English. Farewell for now.